Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Guys, still in Chicago. Can't get enough of that Lou Malnati's, huh? Hi, guys. Did you get it? Did you get, did you, Key, did you eat, did you actually get the pizza? Yeah, Go ahead, Key, tell the went, truth. Uh, it was great. Me and Evan went during lunchtime. I love the cheese. I love the stewed tomatoes that's on top. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was good. I had a slice. I ate it with a fork. It didn't, it seems like a lot of people didn't appreciate me eating it with the fork, but. You, hold on, you ate pizza with a fork? Yeah, that style pizza, I'm not picking up. I'm going to cut it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not mad at that, Key. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Where would you rank rank it, though, Key? Where would you rank it? Top pizza dishes around the country, around the USA. I mean, it's solid. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Oh, you don't sound overly impressed. Well, it's a different style of pizza than you're used to. It's not, you know, you're not used to deep dish, right? Used to, like, a slice. It it is a You're more of a thin crust. Yeah, I am. I am more of a thin crust because when I get to the back end of it, it starts to rise up and it gets to thickness. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't eat the crust like that, you know. But it was good because it was already pre uh prepared on the menu. It already had the sausage and, and you didn't have to make it, like tell them what you wanted. It was just, "Oh, okay, let's have it." And every single bite, you got everything that was in there. You got the sausage, tomatoes, the cheese, the sauce. The crust. It wasn't like, you know, some pieces you bite and everything starts falling off. That wasn't the case. Yes, the, the sandwich of pizza. Very pizzas. stringy and good. Yes. Very good. Yeah. See, that's... Max, that's why you love it because uh-huh. every single bite, there's, you're experiencing the full, like the full capacity of the pizza. Yeah. Right? It's not like, oh, just the, just the slice of or the thin margin of cheese or just the bread or just the tomato. It's all compacted into every bite. Yes, I, that's I the genius amazing. of the sandwich, right? Like, that's yes. why the sandwich is actually the best food ever invented, because you get everything every time you bite it. Whoa, best food ever invented. Yeah, the sandwich, come on. The sandwich? You can't beat a sandwich. No. You can't beat a sandwich. Every, every time, whoa, whoa, everything whoa. you just said, it applies to every sandwich. I don't know when the last time I had a sandwich. Oh, you don't know what you're What missing. kind of sandwich, Max? Like well, that's sandwich? the whole thing. It can like be anything you want. Like a PB&J is the, yeah. So any sandwich qualifies? I like my Super Bowl sandwich. I take the, uh, I get the turkey, the Extra roast mayonnaise. beef, the ham, no mayo. I got the mustard, no mayo. Okay. lettuce, tomatoes, onions, and then I get uh, salt and vinegar chips, and I crush Ooh. it all down. Yeah, a, you know what I mean? So you put the salt and vinegar chips on the oh, sandwich. Yeah, I sure do. Yeah. See, I, yeah, now you're talking to me. I'm liking it. <laughs> yeah, Keep sure going. do. You're making no, me hungry this morning. Keep telling me. So, Tell me more. So, so, you, so wait, Jay, did you go? I did not go. I had to do my podcast, but I've had it so many times when I've been right, here in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, so I'm always going to be, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to be a, a homer when it comes to it. Like I, I think Chicago deep dish is the best pizza there is in the country. That's me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I know other people in New Haven, Connecticut. I know James will come in. Our producer, he's a big fan of New Haven. I know in Brooklyn and Dumbo, Defarers. Like, there's a lot of like I'm a I'm a pizza guy. I love pizza, even though my wife doesn't let me have it as much as I used to. But that's my thing. You know, it's hard to find guys nowadays like a, just a solid example 
of something. I like. I don't need to have the greatest slice in the world. I just need to have a perfect example of that thing. You know what I mean? Like a like a, mm. a, a normal a New York slice. There are certain spots, you know, like man, that's a, it's Raised? not that it's what's that? Raised pizza? Nah, nah. I mean, when I was a kid, nah. I liked it. Nah, overrated. Oh yeah, 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 by a lot. But really? but the original Raised is gone. On 11th Street, it yeah. was gone. I went to school, elementary yeah. school right across the street. It's gone. All right. You, you know what I felt like saying to the sports world yesterday? Like, calm down. How much stuff has to happen all at once since the last time? <laughs> the, it's unbelievable. Since the last time we were on the air together, the three of us, everything's happened. Debo Samuel <laughs> requests a trade, and Jay Wright retires, it looks like, and and the NBA gets turned upside down, injuries to key players, amazing last-second shots, superstars getting shut down. <laughs> it is time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And, guys, we have so much to do at 9 a.m. We have our mock draft every day. We're picking another four. We're picking. You are picking another four teams, callers, you know, uh, writers from that market, media personalities are picking an hour KJM mock draft. But, guys, we got to start with the Nets and the Celtics. Maybe I should say the Celtics and the Nets. Here's Kevin Durant at the postgame presser after he and Kyrie, neither guy really showed up the way you expected, and the Celtics came all the way back on him to win. Listen to KD. They're playing two or three guys on me sometimes when I'm off the ball. They, you know, mucking up actions when I run off stuff is – I see Horford leaving his man to come over to hit me sometimes. I just playing two or three guys hit me wherever I go, you know, and that's just the nature of the beast in the playoffs. And um, I feel like I got a couple good shots there in the, in the fourth that just ain't go down. But yeah, I see I see a few of their guys around me every time I get the ball, or you know, when I'm setting up. And so I got to be uh, be more patient, but also play fast sometimes too. And off the ball, just be able to move a little faster, screen a little harder for my guys to get free. Um, but, yeah, just watch film and get better. Mm. Max and Keith, did you hear that? The plan, the plan, the scheme by Ime Yudoka was brilliant. The strategy and the physicality. And every time KD turned and face, he saw a multitude of defenders he was getting bumped. He was getting raked down on each and every time. That's the reason why him and Kyrie went and combined one of 17 in the second half. The plan was a masterpiece by Coach Udoka. You know what the plan was on the opposite side? It was the demise of a decision by both Katie and Kyrie to have Steve Nash as their coach. I've said it multiple times on this show. So many people around the league have talked about Steve Nash's inability for in-game adjusting. And we saw that in their offense so many times in the second half. It was just, they were, they were so stagnant. The ball died when it was in Katie or Kyrie's hand. Nobody was moving off the ball. And that's when you talk about Boston going on a 23-4 run in the fourth quarter and coming back. It, this comes down to coaching to me. And I, I know we could talk about these guys, but... There needs to be schemes that are put in place for these guys to be the best version of themselves. But at the end of the day, KD and Kyrie were the ones that stamped Steve Nash to be that guy. They called it. Instead of having a veteran coach, 
a guy that was able to draw up unique plays, give you different counters to all the defensive schemes of Boston, it felt like they were running the same sets over and over and over. And as anybody goes, look, when when people know where you're going each and every time, they know how to scheme for that. And that's exactly what Emil Yudoka did last night. You know, exactly. two games down, Jay, two games down, I would say, you know, I understand exactly what you're saying. You played in the NBA, you know, far better than me. But I would think that in game three, two games on the, at home court for Boston, they probably going to, you probably give them that regardless to what the situation is, given the fact that the scheme and the way that they was playing. But now Brooklyn gets an opportunity to go home and make those adjustments. Now, if you tell me the same thing happens in game three, then I would certainly point to Steve Nash and start to say to myself, he doesn't have a clue of what he's doing. He hasn't been coaching long enough to see these sort of things. But I want to ask you as a number two pick in the draft for a reason and a guy who had triple doubles in his career and all that, Steve Nash was a point guard. And you mentioned the adjustment factor. If he was the point guard on the team, not the coach, does he see it different? Well, I, I think, yeah, when you're on the floor, you actually it, – it's a it's a different feel. But, I mean, that, that's why you bring him as a head coach, though, Key, right? Because he, he has all the experience on the floor. You're talking about a two-time MVP. You're talking about a guy that can probe the defense better than anybody else that has probably played the game, one of the best to ever do it, an elite passer. But it, it's different when you're on the sidelines removed away from – all the physicality and the feel of the game, right? Like now your feel of the game is resorted to the players who are playing in the game. It's not your feel. But just as talked about your point, Key, just a little stat for you. Teams that have won the first two games of a best-of-seven series at home have won the series 94% of the time. Yeah, I mean, listen, one thing thing you could say about every game two ever played, it's either one team is up 2-0, and is overwhelmingly likely to win the series. This is why you want home court, right? Or it's knotted up 1-1, and it's anybody's series. And that's why when the Nets were up so big yesterday, last night, that second-half collapse was especially bad. And the idea that, you know, well, this is the way they're guiding KD, guarding KD. Come on, man. All the super greats always get guarded, always get all the attention. And that's another reason you have Kyrie on the team, to take some of that off your shoulders. And neither guy really stepped up yesterday. I am shocked. I was expecting today to be talking about how they got it done. They did not. And I think you're right on the money, Jay. Udoka shows you what a very well-coached team looks like. Mm-hmm. That is not the Brooklyn Nets. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. So, one Philly team uh, had a great day. I would think it. I think that's safe to say with that shot Embiid hit, and another lost their coach. We're going to talk about that next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN Two. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
I got to tell you guys something. One of the main like pressures in my life right now is trying to figure out when it's family movie night. We try to do that at least once a week. Like what? Because I got a. All right, Key, Jay, you're both going through this. Key, you've been through it and are going through it. Jay, you're going through it now with kid, with younger kids. But, like, mm-hmm. I got a 13, a 10, and a 7, all girls. What do I play that holds all their interest, right? So we've been through all the Disney princess movies when they were a little younger. <laughs> They've been through the Star Wars movies, which the 7-year-old still really isn't into, but the older two like. Like, we've been through all, like, Sing and Sing 2 and, like, all the musicals and all that kind of stuff. Ah, what do you do? Too. What, what, I love saying well, too. Uh, key, I'm all out of stuff. Like, what do I? I gotta find something. Well, you know, ID Network is always educational. <laughs> you know, well, come on, man. Sorry to tell you that you can't but, watch uh, ID Network with your kids. Well, I do with mine. I mean, I they like watching mysteries and stuff like that. They like really forensics do. about like homicides. And all stuff? that. The, all all that. <laughs> they enjoy. They enjoy watching it. And like I tell my daughter, if it looks weird, run down the middle of the street, blow the air horn, and hi-ya, right in where you know where. So just keeping it 100. I mean, I, Jay, Matt, so are, yeah. are you, I can't, I can't co-sign that. I, I, <laughs> right. I can't watch ID Network with my four-year-old. No, you teach your kids to, 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 to be, be smart if they're out in the world. It's nightmares. Good, but yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, I, I teach I, them to I, be smart. I, <laughs> what? What? If somebody's a mastermind do? with a crime, this is how you combat it, little daughter. I mean, I, I put uh, on nature shows. The little one doesn't want to you, see the predators win. The other, you know, like I. But all right, so Max, how about this? Have you have you had old throwback movies like, like what? Little Giants? Like, have you gone? Like, have you gone into your your bag about movies that were maybe cool when when you were up and coming? You know, yes. like Little Giants, like they revisited Harry Potter. Are you through all the Harry Potters? Nah, nah, we don't do Harry Potter. Yeah, my okay. kids, yeah, you the, the old school stuff, Jay, they won't watch it. Yeah. They're 12 yeah. and 10. I'm not yeah, talking about man. like 2 13, yeah. They're 12, and 10. They're not, they're like, what is Grant? That's They like boring. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I tried you know, to get, but them, then the I tried to get them to watch. No, you know what they like? Big Mama's House, stuff like that. Right. They're, they, yeah. Come on, man. They're in social media world. They see all of the stuff. Yeah. They, you, you try to get them. How many times you want them to watch Frozen? It's not good. I mean, 100%. Like, come on, they're out of that stage. They, were, they watched it a I mean, thousand like, times. On. They loved it, but now they got to watch something else. They can't watch it again. They, they want to watch Big Mama's House. They want to watch uh, 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 Tyler Perry movies. That's their deal. They're like, how come I can't yeah, watch that? Fine. Big I'm Mama's like, House is Well, that's a lot of cursing in here. But I like, yeah. I like them watching crime movies. I've never really seen. Do. I don't know either because I haven't seen a lot of these movies, you know? I didn't see The Lion crime King until movies. I had kids. Well, I was you know too old. By the, yeah. What? Yeah. One I, of the best TV I, shows and movies to watch you with your kids. It. Maybe people can help us. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. They have Max. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I mean, we will get to Joel Embiid's game winner and Debo Samuel's trade request. And, and uh, Chris Middleton's injury. And uh, so much to get to. Our mock draft at 9 a.m. 
We only have a four-hour show here. Uh, what is going on? There's basketball? so much going on. Guys, Jay Wright, where did this come from? Were either one of you expecting anything like this? No, nope. I was when, I, when the news, we were at dinner last night at Chicago Cut. Great, great food, by the way. Great food, great wine. We're at dinner, and Evan Wilner, our producer, hands me the phone, and literally my mouth dropped to the damn floor, Max. I was like, wait, what, No, what we were hell? driving, Jay. You, we I was were when we were in the car. Right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he confirmed so, it with me really at dinner. He confirmed wine. it. Yeah. <laughs> How much wine, wine was great there wine. exactly? Buttery, buttery. Yeah, yeah, endless spout. Let's just talk about the fact that he he confirmed it at dinner for me, and my because I I was like, all right, these are rumors, speculations. I don't really believe it. Guy's sixty years old. He has another ten, fifteen years left to coach this game. Has two national titles. One of three active coaches now with two national titles. Him, Bill Self, and Rick Pitino. There's no way in hell he's retiring. Like I've known Jay Wright since I've been eighteen years old. No way. And then when I saw it confirmed. It just it led me down this path once again, Max and Key, with college basketball. I'm like, what is happening to the sport that I love so much? Not only do we not have – we have one and dones now. We have guys that are in and out that you have no idea who they are, right, because it's a revolving door so quick. So you don't get the Zion Williamson's as much anymore or the Trey Young's where, you know, these guys are marketed. But the one last staple that we have in college basketball – are the coaches? But Jay, you think the NIL and all that stuff is, or the, the 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 dramatic changes have gotten to some guys like Jay Wright who think like I, I don't know this game as well anymore. Like this is kind of a new thing, and my era's in the past. No, I don't because I, I he had Camelot at Villanova, man. Like he didn't, he wasn't going after the five star recruits. He was going after the three, the four star recruits that were going to be around. For a multitude of years, three, four years, look at the way this team was constructed, man. They had a fifth-year senior. I mean, they have so many guys that are vets that I don't, I don't know if it was that. I, it just, and everybody's going to talk about the lore of the NBA. I mean, that's been going around since the early two thousands. Like he's going to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. I don't see that. Well, I don't see him going out to L.A. Well, I being think, the coach I of the Lakers. You, I think though, Jay, it, it's true that it's been going around for a long time, and I understand he's. People are saying that, well, you know, it doesn't. He's not looking to the NBA. It doesn't doesn't feel right for him. Blah blah blah. Now or the future. That may be true today, but you know how it goes. When coaches abruptly retire, they got something in the works. They got something cooking, and that cooking is well. The NBA season just ended the regular season. There are job opportunities that'll continue to open up. The playoffs, uh, the playoffs will be ending soon for certain teams. Jobs will open up. And, you know, you, you, you want to get it done now so people can recruit. You can get your new head coach in. You want to be fair. I'm not saying he's going to the NBA, but I'm not ruling it out based on what we may think. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, 21 seasons as head coach at Villanova. Um, just took him to the Final Four, what, a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. He, Woj tweeted that he has no intention now or in the future the coach in the NBA, John Kincaid, 97.5, the fanatic on, on Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Listen to this. And you're going to hear some people say, well, uh, maybe the Knicks need to call him, or maybe the Sixers will call him if Doc Rivers was to leave. I do not believe there is uh, any chance that he's quitting Villanova and retiring mm-hmm. to then go and take an NBA job. I do not believe that is happening. 
And uh, I know a lot of people who are close to Jay, uh, they all think the same of him. When you hear the same things consistently about a man, right. professionally and personally, uh, I have no reason to believe that he would walk away from Villanova and then be like, okay, well, now where's my next big payday? Yeah, key, here's the thing. I'm with you 100%. Woj tweets something. Of course, Woj talks to everyone. has great information. But it is easy enough to tell someone one thing and then really harbor – other desires right like not let everything you yeah. have planned or thought thinking Absolutely. but 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 something that that John Kincaid just said is interesting to me which is, which is you hear the same thing about him from everyone around him which is no interest in the NBA that's how a little harder coaches, to pull off how many coaches have you heard in sports oh, well you know I'm not going to do that I, I'm, I'm going to do something well they said that so-and-so is not going to do this he's going to do that Two weeks, three weeks later, 100%. well, I changed my mind. Me and my wife and my family talked about it. You know, I had no desire to go coach at the NBA or, or take another job. You know, we just we felt it was the right time for us to be able to do this now, and the opportunity presented itself, and I've always wanted you, – you know that game. 100%. All I'm saying is I'm not ready just yet to, to, buy, to, to buy into it. I'm just not ready yet. Well, I, I'm going to buy it all because I, I, I've known Jay Wright since I've been 18 years old. Uh, I've, I've spent multiple times talking to him about NBA jobs. And when I look at the, the the kind of people that he's been able to coach, even this year, having a guy like Colin Gillespie, who's been around that program forever, Jalen Brunson, who plays for the Dallas Mavericks, Ryan Archidiakno, like guys who are bought into his system. Like the autonomy that Jay Wright has at Villanova, his Camelot, is something that cannot be replaced when you go to the NBA. You don't want to deal with personalities of stars that have more say in the franchise than you do. When he was at Villanova, he controlled everything. He could do it his way, like Frank Sinatra, man. Yeah. Like, I, I don't see Jay Wright leaving that and that environment to go to the league. Know, I just see him stepping away, Key. Challenges, though, I see man. him stepping coaches away. Be wanting these cha- coaches be wanting these challenges. And paychecks, too. Right? I mean, Paycheck they just hurt. like to have the challenges sometimes. And, 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 you know, tens of millions of dollars doesn't hurt either. Um, yeah, I mean, he's Max, already making that, though, Max. No, I get it. He's already but, making the money. Oh, oh, I understand. That's why it's interesting Max, what's going to happen buddy, here. Boy. You know it, Key. Um, so the best Kyle Neptune. in college basketball is Bill Self, right? That's the best one. Pro- yeah. Left him left. and Tom Izzo. Fordham's Kyle Neptune, who spent 10 years under Jay Wright as a video coordinator and assistant coach, will take over as Villanova's head coach. Coming up next, uh, Presented by Progressive Insurance, one NFL player is asking for a trade. I won't mention who because I'm teasing you, but uh, it rhymes with Sebo Damuel. <laughs> Will he end up with the Cowboys? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We'll get to Debo Samuel in 20 seconds. But today's KJM picks for our mock draft will be made at 9 a.m. Eastern. If you want to make the pick for the Houston Texans and the New Orleans Saints for tomorrow, call now, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. So there'll be two callers who get to choose one for the Texans, one for the Saints for tomorrow's show. 888-SAY-ESPN. Hey, guys, here is Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter on NFL Live yesterday. Well, Debo Samuel told me today, Field, that he has told the organization he would like to be traded out of San Francisco. This coming after he wiped his social media of all references to San Francisco, but making clear to me that that is the case. He no longer wants to be part of the team. He said he'd like to keep the reasons private for now, but very clear on this field, he wants to be out of San Francisco. All right. Debo wants out, guys. Where is the best landing spot for him? It is time for Key's Real Rankings. What you got, Key? Mm-mm. Well, I think when you, look at, <clears throat> when you look at the situation with Debo Samuels, you got to understand that they're probably trying to play him, pay him like a running back opposed to a traditional wide receiver. Let's start with number five. Number five. The New England Patriots would be good for, fit for him, but it's going to take a lot to get him to football. You're going to be taking touches out of other guys' hands that you pay a lot of money for. Plus... I don't see the New England Patriots necessarily willing to pony up that type of money for Debo Samuel that's going to take. But he could be a good fit there if Bill Belichick is looking for a certain secret weapon. Number four. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons sit at number four. They, Especially given the fact that Kelvin Ridley is suspended for the entire year, this is a situation where, hey, they're going to be looking at a receiver in the draft. Potentially, there could be a guy like Drake London sitting at the spot for them, or they could trade that pick and take a guy like Debo Samuels. But again, you've got to figure out what to do with him because he's a Swiss Army knife. He's not just a traditional wide receiver. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He runs the ball out of the backfield. He lines up in the slot, not necessarily on the outside edge of the numbers, running the bang eights, the post, the deep comebacks, things that a traditional receiver would do what Atlanta's looking for. Number three. Number three, interesting, the Green Bay Packers. Hmm. They got a guy similar Mm. under contract, a little older, in Randall Cobb. But will they entertain Debo Samuels? Pairing him with Aaron Rodgers, you get an explosive weapon out of the backfield. Again, he can run the football, catch it out of the backfield, fly sweeps, do a lot of different things. Are they going to want to kind of tailor the offense 
to him because that's what you're going to have to do if you pick him up. Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, great relationship. Maybe there's something there. Number two. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. They'll do it. They got a, a bunch of picks to give away over the next couple of years. Why not? They're looking for a receiver potentially in this year's draft. They can pair him along with Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts gets another weapon. This could be explosive for the Philadelphia Eagles. I like it. Number one. Number one, the New York Jets. Mike LaFleur coming from uh, uh, San Francisco a year ago, he understands what Debo Samuel is as a football player. Would the New York Jets entertain getting a young quarterback in Zach Smith, the type of receiver that certainly could help an offense that struggled a year ago? He's young enough to implement any offense and grow with Zach Wilson. You have a couple picks. You can give up the 10th pick, but you're going to have to pay him a lot of money. Are you willing to pay a Swiss Army knife $30 million, $27 million, $28 million a year Mm. to touch the football potentially five times a game? All right, Key, I I know that you are the football insider and expert on this one. So when I see a tweet that was liked by Debo of the Dallas Cowboys, you know I get excited because I'm like, oh, Whenever whenever I see the whenever I see the star, I, it's going to be something different. Is there a potential opportunity for Debo to be a cowboy? Could that work? It it so with Debo Samuel, the problem that you have with him is if you're going to pay him the type of money that it's going to take, and he most likely wants what the guys are getting in the marketplace now, that twenty five and over number you're going to have to justify that by getting him the football a number of different ways. He's going to have to touch that ball 13, 14 times a game. Are you going to be willing to do that? And does he make that big of a difference in your offense to get you where you want to go? You're going to take the football out of C.D. Lamb's hands. You're going to take the football out of Ezekiel and Pollard's hands. Like, are you or, or Dalton Schultz, the tight end that, that you rave about? Are you all of a sudden taking the football out of their hands? Because with Debo Samuel, he has to touch the football to be effective within your offense, and you're going to pay him, to, again, 25, 26, 27, 28 million dollars a year, 75 to 80 million dollars of guaranteed money to do what? So you have to be a special team that needs that type of player. That's why I thought the San Francisco 49ers was a perfect fit for him, but they seem like they can't work the contract situation out. I, sneaky suspicion tells me that they want to pay him more like a running back, of course, less like a wide receiver. Key, so there are two things. One, the Patriots thing, I hear you 100%. But, but Debo's the type of player that Belichick juices on the rookie deal and then trades when he gets expensive, not the other way around usually, right? Exactly. <clears throat> Meantime, I look at, and I know I don't, the financials probably don't work right now, but I look at Miami and I think, like, you got your guy there, right, who knows obviously how to use that type of player. I don't know if the money fits, what they give up for him, et cetera. But I think about Debo on Miami, and to me, that's interesting. With Mike McDaniel and obviously yeah. Tyreek Hill. you got to think. It, it, look, in the end, if, if McDaniel had if, – if this was something three weeks, a month ago, mm-hmm. that would have worked. Before Tyreek. But you got Jalen Waddle, yeah. You got Debo Samuel. You got Cedric Wilson. Now – I mean, I'm sorry. You got, you got Waddle. You got Tyreek Hill. Tyreke you got Hill. Cedric Wilson. And now you're going to add Debo Samuel. No, right, yeah. That's a lot in the room. Too much. Economically, it, oh, man, that's, that'd be so much money tied up in one position. 
you're gonna you're gonna take touches away from Tyreek Hill. And you just gave him all that money. It's funny because you know, I don't you're really taking think touches of... away from Waddle. You're yeah, taking I... touches away from Cedric Wilson. You just paid all these guys. It doesn't fit. It's funny because I really don't think of him as a wide receiver. I think of him as a Swiss Army knife, and as much of, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that he, you know, this is what he doesn't want. But as much of a running back, easily. As I think, of, you know, I think of McDaniel running game, the whole thing. Oh, Debo, it's perfect because I think of him as a guy who can do a lot of things. Yeah, but he's not touching the football as a running back, Max, 16 times right. a game. Right, sure. Right? He's not lining up in the yeah. eye with a fullback in front of him, wham blocking, and he's cutting off the left or the right hip of the, of the fullback. That's not. Not he, the thing he does, yeah. It's all trick and smoke and mirrors when he lines up at the running back spot. Mm-hmm. All it is is See, basically all, him. Yeah. Basically, him running reverses out of the backfield. That's basically all it is. Daniel knows how to do that, though. But I was going to say, yeah, but you, just you knowing, pay that, that type knowing of money? The, the arms race in the AFC, just to, and I, I know that James, our producer, is a diehard fan, but the thought of him on Kansas City, just with the multitude of options that they would have, just it seems like that would be. If, if you were as a player, why wouldn't you want to go to Kansas? Yeah, why? Why not? Why not the Chiefs? Why? Why wouldn't they be in on him? I'm sorry, James. Uh, if they didn't want to pay Tyreek Hill the type of money it's going to take to get Debo Samuel, why would I trade a first-round pick and some other stuff and give him close to $80 million of guaranteed money that it's going to take? And I didn't want to do it for Tyreek Hill. Why yeah, you would didn't I have to give him any draft capital for, for Tyreek either. Well, it, it, he's, he's, what, like two, three years younger than him? I mean, you give That's him the okay. same kind it, of contract that, they gave, that the Dolphins gave Tyreek. You're you're getting out of it at the same time, basically, as the as the Dolphins are getting out of the Tyreek deal, right? I mean, you're getting more I, out I of want, them, right? I want you to think with your brain and not your heart. Impossible. You had Tyreek Hill. Impossible. You, you you had Tyreek Hill, Kansas City Chief fan. You let Tyreek Hill out of the building, and you're going to bring in Debo Samuel for more money than what you gave Tyreek Hill. I understand it, it's a sexy look, but it doesn't make sense. Like, you don't do that. You don't get rid of Tyreek Hill to go get Debo Samuel and give him the same money and give up a first and something. And, Key, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, the guy who moves the chains is Travis Kelsey, right? That's the that's yeah. the and and Tyreek is the Smith. unanswerable kind mm-hmm. of physical. You, there's nothing you can do. He's he's just too fast, guy. So Debo's not that guy. Debo is, does not approximate a guy like Tyreek Hill. He can do some of the same things as Tyreek. He can run deep crossers. He can run uh, fly sweeps. He can do all of those sort of things. He can carry the ball out of the backfield, but it doesn't fit for Kansas City. I know we want to appease James and make his day great. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen, Jay. Is Debo the Makes best? zero sense. Is Debo the best receiver, a lead receiver on a championship team, Key? Can he be the best receiver? Mm-hmm. Receiver. Or the best offensive weapon? Receiver. There's a difference. Because he wants, like, I don't, the whole, he, 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 I don't think he could be the best receiver. I think he could be the best offensive weapon. Right. Receivers are Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins. Those are receivers. He's a mm. jack of all trades and a master of none. He could touch the football from a multitude of places on the football field and give you some production. But he also can disappear at times, especially if you do not game plan for him to touch the football, which means that essentially 
he is probably 65% of your offense. Are you willing to pay him to be 65% of your offense because you think he's the right guy that can win a championship? I don't think so, and I I, I just don't. Good player. Peter, I, I Good go football ba- player. Yeah. I, I, I go back to your number one option in the Jets, and it seems like that makes the most sense, right, because of how they would use him. The relationship with Mike LaFleur, obviously, in the past, like it feels like that one makes the most sense. But I, I ask you, for a guy like Debo, like I, I know getting your money is important, but isn't where you go just as important, right, for what they're building? So I'm asking you, as a guy that's been through this process before, would you would you go to a team like the Jets and leave San Francisco for understanding where San Francisco is going and what the opportunity is in the NFC? 100%. I'm on a rookie yeah. second-round deal. I'm young. I'm 20, I don't know, 23 years old. So get old, your bag first. Yeah. And I need to get my money right now. And then I'll worry about chasing championships if I can't get one in New York and help build a certain culture with a coach in Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur. Uh, because it just, you got to get your money, baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The with- funny thing is he does not want to be penalized for being good at a lot of different things, right? Which is see, it, no, like no, if you get you, put in the you wa- shouldn't be. And, and by the way, that expression, a jack of all trades, a jack of all trades and a master of none, everyone takes to be negative toward the jack of all trades. But the full quote that people don't know is a jack of all trades and a master of and a master of none is oftentimes better than a master of one. Meaning if you can do a lot of things well. That's a lot of times better than if you can do one thing great. And Debo's sitting there going, time out. I'm, you want to pay me less because I'm good at a lot of stuff? Nah. And that's why he's requesting yeah, they, a they, trade. They, the, New Orleans, the, the New Orleans Saints tried that with um, Jimmy Graham. And I think they had to go to arbitration mm-hmm. to figure it out because they were thinking about trying to pay him as a tight end. And he was like, well, wait a minute, man. Y'all lining me up outside, playing me, trying to play me. On the money and using me as a receiver. And Jadavion Clowney kind of went through the same thing with the Houston Texans. They wanted to line him up as a a, a defensive end, but wanted to pay him like an outside linebacker who drops in coverage. He's like, no, man. And I think that might be some of what's going on with Mm -hmm. uh, Debo Samuel and the San Francisco 49ers. They're looking at it and saying, well, what are you? We know what you are, but what are you? Are you a tight end for us? Are you a fullback, tailback? We don't think you're a receiver, so we don't want to pay you receiver money. Probably some of that is going on, I'm assuming. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, your Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and Mike Tannenbaum, our very own general manager, is with us. Technically an ESPN NFL front office uh, insider, according to Mike, a senior front office insider. What's going on, Mike? (laughs) Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good morning. Uh, what, hey, Michael, how are you? Where's the best landing spot for Debo, Mike? Yeah, I, I don't see it too much different than Key. You know, from a standpoint, if I'm the Jets, I'm saying there were two picks in the top ten. I need a difference maker on offense. And here's a guy that is by far San Francisco's best offensive weapon. So, to me, if I was the Jets, you know, trade the 10th pick in the draft to get somebody who's as dynamic as Debo makes sense. But the, to me, the other team is the Packers, and here's why. The Packers didn't want to lose – Devontae Adams, they're in a win-now mode, and they should wake up every day and say, how do we beat the Rams? How do we beat the Bucks?" And they're more likely to get to where they want to go with Debo than without him. Hmm. Yeah, and, and, and Mike is right. I, I like the situation with the Packers. The, the only difference is Aaron Rodgers has never had that type of player where he was getting the football from all different spots, 
Is that something that Aaron Rodgers is going to want to buy into? Because Debo Samuel certainly can help you win football games. He can line up in certain positions, fool the defense, catch footballs. The run after the catch stuff is ridiculous. Is, is Aaron Rodgers willing to buy into that and change what he's always done for Debo Samuel? Yeah, you know, but Key, here's what I would say that is if I'm Aaron Rodgers, you know, there's that stat out there that the most catches a rookie receiver has had with him is 38. And and we know that it takes a minute to learn NFL offenses and to especially get the trust and confidence, you know, to earn that of someone of Aaron Rodgers. So if I'm him, I think your point is fair, but because it's 2022, you know, our future is the next 10 minutes. Let's load up the best way we can. And and he's different than Adams, but boy, this he really could tip the balance between again the Rams and the Bucks. And if I'm running the Packers, you know, I, I give him a very low base salary. I give him a massive signing bonus, and, and we become the Saints in two years, where you know Sean Payton moves on, Drew Brees moves on, and then we reset the cap. So, to me, if I'm the Packers, we haven't replaced Devontae Adams, and this is an unexpected opportunity. Are you going to give him eighty million dollars of guaranteed money in the first two, three years? Are you willing would. to do that? Because that's what it's going to take. You know, Key, I, ordinarily I would say no because let's go to the draft and, you know, there's going to be at least six or seven that, you know, everyone likes in the first round. So ordinarily I'd say no, but we're in a win-now mode. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he, he is, as we've seen literally month to month, of is he in, is he out? And we got to try to win a championship right now. And so ordinarily I don't think that's the way to go because there's great receivers in this year's draft, but – I don't want to have a receiver that'll be ready in two years when Jordan Love's going into his fourth year. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. MT, let's play a game. If I'm Debo Samuel and you are part of the San Francisco 49ers organization and we're, we're trying to figure it out, tell me why you would let me go. I wouldn't. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah, Mike Jay T. Will. Like, I don't understand. Like, everybody's yeah. saying – hey, he's cleaning the social media and he doesn't want to be there. I'm like, well, why is San Francisco even thinking about letting this dude go? And I'll take it a step further, guys. Like, I don't know if you hit this topic yet, but I think this really impacts Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think there's any way you keep Jimmy G if Debo's gone. And again, if Jarski Tart catches that punt that Matt Stafford throws in the championship game, the 49ers are in the Super Bowl two of the last three years. They've done a great job. I bring back Debo. I bring back Jimmy G. I give Trey Lance another year to develop. And I just think that in this conversation, guys, I don't see how you keep Jimmy G if Debo's gone. And likewise, I don't see why you would trade Jimmy G and keep Debo. So if I'm them, I'm kind of in a win-now mode as well. But if either of those two guys leaves, then I'd probably blow the whole thing up and try to go young and build around Trey Lance for the future. Hey, so what about – One of the problems that you have, Mike, as you know, and Jay, I've told you this 17,000 times, and I'm going to knock it in your Mm -hmm. head, when a player says – I don't, I don't want, want be there. to be there. Trade me. Yeah. What happens? They get traded. This is not This is not uh, a situation where Aaron Rodgers was like, oh, I don't know if I want to play. I don't know. I'm going to wait. Aaron Rodgers never said, trade me. He never said, I don't want to play here. Kyler Murray never said, trade me. All Kyler Murray said was, I'm going to scrub my social media clean, and I want more money. The word trade, we just saw it with Russell Wilson. The word trade, Mike Tannenbaum was on the end of the Keyshawn Johnson debacle for the Jets when they traded him. They screwed that up because Keyshawn said, trade me. When a player says trade him, you have to let him out the door. I had to do that to you, Mike. 
Yeah, and it's interesting. The other part of that conversation is we said to Tampa Bay, we'll take a first-round pick. And they said, no, we have to give you two first-round picks because there are, there's a USC blood oath. So we were able to take advantage of that where they actually doubled what we had asked for. <laughs> Mike, I want to get back to the Niners. You say if they, tr- if they get rid of Debo, might as well get rid of Garoppolo too. Is there a situation you could see where a team comes in, Garoppolo does not have a lot of value now, and says, we'll take them both, thank you very much, and by the way, becomes instant contenders? Yeah, that team would be Carolina, Max. That's an interesting conversation because, you know, what's weird about this year's draft, guys, is Carolina drafts six and then not until the fourth round. So they're trying to survive right now. So, boy, if I'm Matt Rule, that could be the, you know, sort of like the, the lifeline I've been looking for. And, uh, yeah, I'll give you the sixth pick for those two players. And I got to go chance to win. I got a good defense. I got Christian McCaffrey. Um, got some other really interesting pieces as well. So um, if, if I could get Debo and Jimmy G, I'm doing that. Yeah, man, it's a package mm. deal. It's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Mike Tannenbaum. Not bad, not bad at all. ESPN NFL front office insider. Mike, thank you very much as always. Thank you, all guys. Right, Appreciate it. All right, Mikey. Meantime, I can't, like, I, the sports world has Mikey. to calm down a little bit right now. Just a little bit. Debo. No, keep it going, Max. I like the chaos. I, I, can we I spread it, it out a little plenty. bit? Keep it going. No. I mean, hold on. We need it. Next, Daniel we are, Jones. We have our mock draft trade. to do at 9 a.m. We just hit Debo. We hit Jay Wright. We got to talk about Embiid and his last second shot. What happened with the Nets? The Celtics and, and how Bulls, good they look. They got to win Chris last night. Middleton got hurt. What does this mean for the defending champs? This is a it's too much stuff all at once. It's too not much good stuff for Milwaukee. I'll tell you that. <sighs> I'm out of breath. All right, we only have uh, about three hours left. We'll see if we can cover it all here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN so Radio. And coming up next, what is wrong with the Nets? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.